Welcome to the Strange Films Podcast, a place for filmmakers, actors, and other creatives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strange Films Podcast. I am back with another very spooky guest this this episode. This is Milo from Enemy on Tape. And as you can see, he is dressed for the part, and I'm ready to have him on the show. This is exciting. Uh, if you don't know, Enemy on Tape, uh, we just did a collaboration a few months ago with Stanley Kills, a really, really cr- great instrumental track. Uh, so I'm really happy and scared to have him on the show today. So uh, Enemy on Tape, Milo from Enemy on Tape, how are you today? I'm good. No need to be scared. I think there's enough distance between us. Uh, don't let me know where you live, though. Yes. But uh, the- uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing good. It's a little cold where I'm at right now, a little rainy, kind of how I like it. <clears throat> but, uh, Does that get yeah. you in the mood to uh, do some uh, crazy things? Yeah. Well, you know, it helps me plot and plan a little mm. bit. You know, when I get a break in the weather, I get to go out and perform. Good deal. Well, uh, while you're not hacking and slashing, uh, why don't you uh, explain to the audience who may not be familiar with you uh, what exactly you do when you're not in that world and you're and you are performing and making some instrumentals and music? Uh, well, I have a studio called the Chrome Studio. I've been producing out of it for a very, very long time. Uh, Without my mask, I've been producing a lot of music across multiple genres for a a very, very long time, most of my life. Uh, I threw the mask on and entered the world of Milo in about 2016. Uh, I had been in bands touring nationally uh, on a darker alternative scene, so I had a a lot of stories about that. Won't get into it just now, but uh, when I left touring, I uh, set up shop in my own studio. I always had this idea of something musical that was going to appeal to the alternative scene, uh, industrial, horror, uh, you know, things like that, and even a little metal. But I never... uh, fleshed it out or had an idea. So 2016, sitting around going, got to come up with a name. Name's always the first thing for me. I've had multiple music projects, so had to get the name right, got the name, got the Twitter handle, and I was going to start the band just purely as a Twitter word of mouth thing. So I was, I'd done everything before. I've, I've worked with teams before, done PR pushes before, and I was like, no, 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 no. This one's just going to be old-fashioned word of mouth. And it, to this day, it's pretty much remained that. Um, got the handle, had the studio, started diving more into the sound I wanted to produce. And even in music, uh, much like old horror movies, I'm really a big fan of 70s, 60s analog <clears throat> sounds, synthesizers, um, even the some of the studio effects of the 70s, in my opinion, are more interesting and more fun than the clean, polished versions uh, used today. That being said, I am a huge fan of all genres of music. Um, I think 
all music has its place and its time, but uh, Enemy on Tape was going to be very specific. And I tried to keep it very narrow in scope uh, as far as production. And then I felt if I could really keep it narrow in scope with production, then my writing could be a little more free. I could go in a lot of different directions. And as long as it sounded like it was coming out of the same studio to the listener, that would be the continuity. That would be the gel between it all. And so uh, I set out trying to capture as many analog sounds, uh, generate as many sounds, uh, find an arsenal of tools, uh, analog and in the box, as they call it, um, to really emulate a modern project and sound, but as if I was producing it through an old fashioned studio. So I wanted to make modern music, but I kind of wanted to cram it through how things were done from the time era that was really interesting to me. So uh, that's where Enemy was me. And then tape was, I, I have basically an analog tape emulator studio that I, I run everything through tape and emulators to give it that really hazy, fat sound. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's where it came from. Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really interesting things there. I mean, I think one of the, the biggest draws to your music for me is that 70s kind of analog sound. And uh, we'll get into the collaboration here in a little bit. But, you know, we met through Twitter, uh, which was super cool because I was just now starting to kind of take strange films on the Twitter and really kind of be active with it and whatnot. And you were one of the first people uh, that kind of discovered me and we just kind of started talking and you introduced me to the slasher app and everything. And that's kind of how we came to our collaboration. But uh, I really like how you do the old fashioned approach, like the word of mouth, because you have built like um, a sort of following through Twitter and, and you have a lot of engagement and you got a lot of support as well. And, you know, uh, assistance and, uh, some of that assistance has come my way, which I'm really grateful for. And, uh, you know, it's a uh, Necrome is a Necrome Necrome studio. Necrome. Yeah. Necrome. Uh, that's uh, I guess that's kind of like your your uh, the one that's kind of over everything. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Seeing that kind of grow. Uh, how have how have the how how's your experience been just growing that platform for you and kind of expanding have you been able to get more collaborations or just get gain some support and whatnot through social media and twitter uh just doing it that way because i see you now you have like a great mailing list and a, and a uh kind of like a patreon stuff like that that people do support your work and everything uh so what how's that experience been like uh well that's a good question um so like i said i started it off kind of just put it out there i had no high expectations of breaking big or anything like that. I really just want to do word of mouth, people who are into it, uh, and share it with other people and kind of organically build uh, genuine fans. You know, I, I still feel 10 genuine fans is in the long run going to be better than a hundred people who heard you and don't listen to you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, in the beginning, it was literally just me. I mean, I, I developed the website, the character, you know, lyrics, production, writing, 
uh, I was cranking out crazy amounts of tweets. I, I think I, I, you know, I was tweeting all day long. I, I had, it was just, I was doing a, a mad push in the beginning and, you know, you can only do that for so long to where you're just like, man, this is like, I am all in on this. Mm-hmm. And you start going, well, should I spend more time pushing stuff or should I spend more time in the studio recording stuff and trying to balance that? Uh, so I started Death Beyond Life Society and that's our Patreon, uh, you know, subscription base. And those are, are really hardcore fans. I love them. Each one is so uh, genuine and caring for the project that I can't say enough about them. And having that around on top of Twitter, uh, going into creating more of a, a Patreon with the Death Beyond Life Society allowed me to be a little more candid with people instead of just being an asshole on Twitter talking about killing people and everything like that. You know, you can, <laughs> you can be a little nicer on Patreon, get, get to know people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so through that, uh, people, you know, have helped in various uh, shapes and forms. Rachel, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gotta give she, Rachel a shout out. Yeah, gotta give Rachel a shout out. Uh, she stepped up and like to this day, is just such a mad supporter and helper. And uh, I guess there really wouldn't be a presence of Nichrome online if it wasn't for her. She kind of owns that, you know? Um, so there, there wasn't really like a, a path or an objective to anything really. It kind of just goes with the flow. Every year is different. Uh, we have Nichrome now. I have another project uh, called Milo and the Band of Killers. It's a different sound. It's part of Nichrome, and it's uh, only to our Patreon members, but it's a com- radically different sound. Mm. It sounds nothing like Enemy on Tape. Um, so that, ca- uh, that came out of it. Um, but out, out, outside of it, I mean, I don't know. I, I just keep pushing forward. You know, I keep pushing forward. I don't really have any benchmarks of like, I did this for X amount of time and then we achieved this. It's just, uh, you know, it's up and downs all the time, you know, depending, depending on life, depending on people's interests, depending on inspiration, you know? So, (laughs) yeah, I think that's like the best way to approach it. Just kind of going at it with your own natural instinct and passion and just throwing it all out there. And of course, like you said, you, you, you find like 10 genuine people who, really love what you do and support that. And that can go a really long way. Um, yeah. So I, I've definitely, I can definitely relate to that with strange films, just trying to put it out there and not trying to be, you know, I, I let everyone know what's going on, but I also try to just throw myself in there as well, because I'm just a normal person, just like everyone else. And if we can connect or, you know, chat about movies or horror or whatever, you know, uh, I think that kind of helps build the brand a little bit better too and whatnot as well. Um, and you're in a great, obviously being in the horror world and realm of things uh, with this character and your sound and everything, uh, you, you've kind of really, <clears throat> you can be really big part of the horror scene, which, which is really cool how, you know, we connected and, you know, collaborate on uh, the, he comes to kill Stanley kills track. Um, you know, so have you worked with another filmmaker before? Because uh, I thought me and you, our collaboration just 
was executed flawlessly. I think we turned that out in like two weeks, which was like yeah, super wild and, and a lot of fun. It came out great. But, um, you know, how, what was your experience working on uh, that and kind of how that inspired inspired you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so the first question was, have I worked on a horror film before or with, you know, in it? And I have um, a very long time ago, actually, when I was just getting started trying to get my own studio together. I had this, you know, crap computer and a few microphones and I was recording, you know, whatever I could in uh, my basement, much younger. And uh, I wanted... <laughs> I was trying, I'm always like trying to think of like, what's, what's, instead of like reading about, you know, you always read about your uh, people you look up to, the people inspire you and how they made it. And you go like, you're like, man, if I could just walk in their footsteps, all of it would come together for me too. So you try to like, you know, like when you're, when you're younger, <laughs> you think like, if I just take those exact steps, it's going to work the same way for me, you know? And it totally doesn't because that's someone else's story. It's not your story. <laughs> you know, they're in a different network, a different place. Uh, and so at the time, you know, I was living in, it was a smaller town, but not like crazy, crazy small, but a smaller town uh, outside of a bigger city. And I remember thinking to myself, who would know the most people in the industry? You know, like how, who, I, I went to clubs like crazy. I went to shows like crazy. I met hundreds of promoters, hundreds of bands. I played hundreds of shows and here I am. And I'm going like, well, you know, what, what's the missing link? Who, the idea of someone big walking in and seeing something you've created and having it floor them. And then, oh, we, you know, it just, that's not reality. Those are cool stories from the 80s and 90s when you're like, dude, that's how that band made it. No way. You know, that's great. But, uh, you know, the reality is that doesn't really happen <laughs> too, too often. So I was like, man, if I could just connect with someone. So I was thinking and I just landed on an entertainment lawyer. I'm like, dude, I bet you an entertainment lawyer probably knows every single person in the industry. Right. And like, he's got to represent film. He's got to represent all intellectual properties across all genres <laughs> so i'm like ah oh, man you know what i'm gonna make some demos and i'm gonna contact as many entertainment lawyers in the scene and tell them my way of thinking that i bet you guys know a ton of people i'm this age i have this music it's a demo it's rough but can you just take me to the next step point me in the right direction so i ended up sending out no joke probably like 300 uh, submissions. Oh, wow. One per one person got back to me. One person got back to me, and uh, to this day, he's probably one of my really good friends. Uh, so he kind of gave me my first break. It turned out that he represented some pretty big bands, um, and he threw me in the studio with a producer that I was a huge fan of. Um, on the scene and i was like oh man this is great so they had a little record label they started and he really liked one of my demos and he's like hey i'm gonna put you in the studio and he gave me two the options between two different producers and i chose uh well, his name was george i chose him he had worked with uh, smashing pumpkins mudvayne and some of the you know at the time 
bigger bands that had accomplishments. Uh, and so I recorded a song with them and they put it out on a horror movie. So my, my first my first effort of ever recording in the studio was actually was placed in a horror movie. Um, and another really, really big band was a DJ in the horror movie. And he announced our band on the radio in the movie. Like, you're listening to da, 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 you know, so, so to me, I was like, ah, oh, dude, this is so cool. <laughs> you know, like the little things, you know, it didn't it didn't didn't mean anything. But to me, oh, man. It, oh yeah it racked <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah then i uh th that's really the only experience i had um i've always messed around making uh, that's how me and uh, hp the other guy in any man tape we met making horror movies in a forest when we were like 14 you oh, know cool. killing each other out on vhs you know <laughs> don't know what happened to the tapes but that wasn't the point we weren't planning on you know keeping them and preserving them. It was just, we are at a party and that's what you do. You know, <laughs> you have fun. And then you watch it that night and everyone's going, ah! you know, <laughs> so, but, but other than that, no, I, uh, I really enjoy the horror genre. Um, I always have, I've always been in horror movies. I don't know what it is about them. They, when I watch them, I get a warm feeling. Like, you know, like when, when, uh, you know, you, you watch nostalgic movies, like, you know, if you turn on something like, I don't know. I don't even know. Whatever you turn on. Yeah, yeah, you, or you put, put on something like, oh, man, I used to watch this when I was 11. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel good. You put it on in the background just so you can kind of, like, be in your world today, but then kind of go, like, but I'm still connected to that mm -hmm. imagination of being a little kid, you know? Um, so I get that feeling out of horror movies. I don't even care what it is. I mean, like, I'll put it on, like, like. I go like, ooh, I get that, that special feeling I have. And it, it never goes away. It's always in me. <laughs> and I always get the same thrill. In, you're in constant search of a good horror movie. And they're, they're like, not, not to be like, to, to movie standards, there's not good ones. Like, like, as far as like to the movie industry. The movie industry always says they're all bad. You know, they're, they're always, you know, nobody's making da 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 da, -da. But man, not to me. I love them. I love every kind of, even shorts. I, I love short ones. I love uh, the old classics. Now, all of this being said, I am not like a super fan of the industry. I like the industry, but I'm saying I, I don't know a lot. So if you started spitting out like directors and producers, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just like the product, you know? <laughs> so. Uh, and I think it's a very underrated industry and always has been, and it shouldn't be because yeah. they are, they're entertaining. The whole point of a horror movie is to entertain people. It's not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you know, that's a great, like, cause I talk obviously on this show, we've got a lot of different filmmakers and actors and stuff and people who are really part of the horror industry or love horror movies. And that this conversation comes up a lot because horror is meant the horror community is really something special. And I think that's yeah. why, you know, creators like us can really kind of find like, it's a cozy place. It's very homey and everyone mm -hmm. just is really supporting each other. Uh, yes. And it's like really interactive with each other. And I think we're in like that great time period right now where horror films are uh, the indie scene is really prominent and we're getting some really nice, like, 
if almost feel like deep cut kind of movies, but they're on like a grand scale. And, mm. uh, you know, just cause like the mainstream Hollywood industry right now is like just remakes and reboots and oh, sequels. Nothing of, original. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, we're getting really great, uh, low budget indie kind of my, uh, style movies but getting these theater releases or getting streaming releases and people are just showing up you know by the flock just to support and everything and the conversations are really really being engaged right now so it's a really great time for horror uh the community with it and uh it's it's a lot of fun to kind of start connecting with like-minded people in in that realm whatever's as a fan or another creator or anything like that yeah and well i also think that like there's something genuine about the the horror movie, especially artists in the you know creators in the horror uh, realm. Is you know, no one is reaching out to another creator thinking it's their big break. No one's going. This guy's in a position to take me all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. I just got. You go like, no nah, man, I dig what you're doing. Let me can let's collaborate. I'll contribute to it. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's a labor of love between everyone. And, For sure. uh, and it's uh, special, you know, it's, and another thing too, is uh, it's got the least amount of egos. Oh yeah. Like, you know, it, it's scary and dark and as horror can be, it's like you meet the people behind the scene and they're like all smiles, all mm-hmm. joking around all the time. Everyone's <laughs> pretty normal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah yeah and i i do love that i do love that uh about it and yeah i've just met a lot of really really fun great people and have gotten collaborations like uh like with you and just a lot of other people and uh yeah it's it's nice to build that community and kind of see where this it's nice to see this direction heading this way so absolutely uh, where uh how and how did the mask come into play with uh oh that's uh you know what if you know any mask makers (laughs) Let me know because I may be on the market of <laughs> a new mask. I personally love the mask. I think. It's oh no, no, so do I. But I just wish it was a little more comfortable. Uh, I can, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, and I got like, I probably got five of them. Oh really? Yeah. So I found a guy online, and uh, he's from the East Coast, and I, I saw it, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'll take them all. Mm. If I buy them all. No one else can be me. There you go. So I bought them all <laughs> to this day, you know, five years later, uh, he's never restocked this particular mask. Uh, and I do keep up just in case, but the mask itself, since I have so many of them, uh, it's kind of weird. Like on camera, <laughs> some of them fit different. Hmm. So this one, this one, this is my camera face. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that looks best okay it's very dark because yeah. <laughs> i remember seeing one of your promo videos and i didn't uh-huh. know you had a mask until i saw that promo video and i was like whoa that's that looks gnarly uh, oh so. what's what's uh oh yeah i wonder i, I think it was just <laughs> announcing from rachel the- well, yeah, oh, one of the, oh, the updates of like just talking uh, some of your yeah, new yeah, 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 yeah. stuff like that, and uh, yeah. I just was like, "Whoa, that mask is wild!" So uh, I, yeah. I, it'd be cool to have that on a movie, man. It's it's uh, looks great. Well, maybe a cameo. I think uh, that yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I bought them all. Uh, I have a variety of them. I actually have 
as far as masks go, I buy masks. I like mm-hmm. buying masks. So I have a whole trunk of masks. And I, HP, uh, you know, my partner in crime over here is, uh, he has a lot of them too. So we do do other things with other masks. Uh, another thing, I guess until we started doing little videos, little update videos like that, uh, we were pretty anonymous. So if you were to tune in to Instagram, like 90% of that is HP, but people would assume it's me. Mm. And so like my Twitter account, like that profile picture was HP for a while, you know? So like there, we both liked the, is it anonymity? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Okay. Yeah. Of it, kind of like, you know, people always assumed it was someone, mm-hmm. but no one really knew who it was or I didn't care. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't put on a mask to take credit, you know? Right. <laughs> so, but well, it was always, it was fun to kind of blur the lines like that to the public. It's definitely a unique uh, approach. And again, that kind of piggybacks off of what you said earlier, just kind of not having like this end game like like objective you know just kind of doing it at your own anonymous pace and just putting it out there and whatnot uh that kind of i think that matches that very well so like when people start to see enemy on tape and start to follow and then start to see these the images and the music and there's still kind of like this mystery behind it there's still kind of like this like like what is this and who is this slasher and this look and things it's definitely like yeah the horror fans definitely can be more drawn to that too just because of the whole aesthetic of everything so yeah and to me it's all entertainment i mean you know it's just now could you see enemy on tape um you know because we've got you know you've got a great look you've got a great aesthetic music yes beautiful um you've got a community you know you, you so this is there is something here and uh do you, can you see it like i know you know there's not that objective or like that kind of game plan of like well, all right well this is the next big milestone but could you see it evolving to maybe some more multimedia stuff maybe some more stage i would i would love stuff or anything like that yeah I, I mean i've turned down live shows in the beginning um uh, you know it was just me you know so uh, I, I would I had offers to play shows uh, but I, I turned them down um, offers kind of just from the industry in general that I would always turn down I, I would love to do more uh, it really comes down to my time <laughs> my money <laughs> mm-hmm. and how, how much I can get behind you know seasons you know, in my life are different. Like, you know, during summer, I'll, I'll go crazy and I'll go all at it all the way up and then usually slows down. And then I'm always trying to get out of that and get back into it. And so I'm always going back and forth. And I would like to do a lot more. Rachel's been a huge help with that. I mean, she posts and makes stuff like crazy uh, a lot, you know? So, I mean, it really comes down to support people who are into it. Um, helping if they want uh and then the time me and hp have to actually get shit together and put it out you know so uh as far as live goes 
uh, I mean, it could happen. I know people who can make it happen. Um, there just hasn't, it just doesn't seem appropriate at the time. So, uh, and I will say this, uh, I'll tell you a little story. Um, there's no money in any of this. <laughs> so, and I, I, I had a, I had a song. I'll, I'll tell you. So, I'm I'm a member with my mask off of BMI, the publishing company. Okay. So when, when I when I write and record, I I'll, I use them as my publisher. Um, and one of my tracks got picked up by MTV, and they placed it in one of their shows, a pretty popular show that they're running. And it got a hundred, I want to say in three months, I think it got 180,000 streams on Hulu. When my royalty check came in, 52 cents. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you get, where your song gets placed or how, it, you know, it's like, we're the ones who, we're the lowest. Of the totem pole <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah that's uh i can relate to that i mean like that's what we we talked with other filmmakers a lot and creators and it's just like you know there's always that conversation of you gotta love what you're trying to do yes no matter what it looks like because in reality you're gonna not get paid for for the, the labor you know you're not gonna get paid or get no. that recognition or acknowledgement that you're looking to get for a long time just right. because that's just how it goes there's so much things going on and you like you said we're kind of just there at the bottom and you kind of just kind of it's a labor of love and passion that you just got to put yourself out there and naturally things can start working in your favor or you can get some different successes here and there and just things that you can be very proud of but like you know like our film uh, the lion's den got it's at like 1.7 million views on youtube and i get i monetize on youtube but you know the 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 amount of money you're getting off that is just yeah. cents, you know, right, right. you know. I can get by a cup of coffee every month, maybe, you know, like, yeah, right, right. Just like you're sitting there like, ah, yeah. I mean, unless you're like someone who is every song or every film, is right. Like right. those kinds of plays and those right. kinds of streams, you know, that you're not getting paid. So that, that's why no. it does come down to like, when you're an indie creator, I think it does start, people get that support financially when that community around them is supporting them with their merch or their yes. Patreon or with whatever that is. And I think it's uh they want to help people when they see they're just providing entertainment value and being a normal person and, and just showcasing their work on a, you know, as, as they want to and not how they feel like they need to, I guess, like they just, you know, like with uh, looking for finances, it's just, it, I think that stuff will come naturally if you're, angling it in the right direction and and start and get the resume behind you but yeah, yeah that's a that's a scary thing though to say like hundred eighty thousand in royal che a royalty check is 52 cents that's yeah <laughs> yeah it's awesome oh yeah yeah so i uh, yeah but the thing is like success to me success to me is like i i don't gauge it on how much money mm -hmm. i make it's on how much money i recoup that's mm -hmm. really how i gauge success i mean like some people, uh, fans, you know, I love them, but they have an assumption that like, 
you know, I, 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 my music has been getting better as far as production wise. Like I, I've upgraded my studio a lot. Um, and every little contribution from anyone who's a fan, it, it's greatly appreciated. But I put so much money into the project that it's like, th- those are my cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like those, like I, I, I'm able to buy coffee while I dump tons of my own <laughs> into producing this, <laughs> you know? So that's not to say I don't like the coffee. I'm happy I, they bought me the cup of coffee. Trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining. I was, it's just that, you know, y- you, chances of making off big. Um, one of the songs I got paid, I think like 500 bucks to get placed in a, in a TV show. And, uh, you know, and that was it. And the show, the show is had to have over a million views and it's like, I got 500 bucks and it was like, well, dude, that's awesome. But the song, the song cost me 1200 to produce, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? At the time, at the time it was prior to me having my own, uh, you know, studio and everything like that. But no, it's, uh, I said labor of love yeah do it because do it you love it man yeah yeah that's that's just the nitty-gritty details everyone for uh, as a creator sometimes yeah. yeah i mean he comes to kill i spent two thousand dollars of my own money just yep. make, putting that thing together and then yeah. you know all the post-production and marketing and stuff afterwards you know that's that's all extra money too so it's like yeah you know i'm not seeing i mean yeah it's it's cool if i can sell a blu-ray or something like that but that's i'm not going to sell enough stuff that's going to recuperate the entire amount of money i spent going into the and then give you extra cash to spend on the next one yeah exactly like (laughs) like even our new movie the gift is like we we raised a little bit of money but to help pay for the talent but we're still gonna be deep diving into our pocket to finish the movie and and get it all made so it's just uh you know that's just how it goes and um people who are uh passionate enough about it are going to get it done one way or another and they love doing it and they're not looking for that you know, like that expectation of, oh, I'll get my money back on this, you know. But, no, no, no. Yeah. Like I said, just recouping anything I'm happy with. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not really It will money. go a long way because it's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to get me through the day. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, cool. Uh, all right. Who who do you think Milo from Enemy t- on Tape uh, could go toe-to-toe with as far as slashers go? Oh, man. I don't know. As far as slashes go, they're all like bigger and badder than me. <laughs> I, uh, I I have to rely on finesse. I feel like you could uh, talking. Yeah, you could. I think <laughs> you you've know? got a silver tongue with some with uh, your victims, and you could. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically yeah. Like I go like out, schmooze a little, reel them in, make them, like them up me. in like some trap, <laughs> you know, some. Yeah. some some games, some sick twisted games, and you just and, and I want to make sure I want to make sure that them and me enjoy some of the night. Of course, we'll have a good time. It doesn't <laughs> end well for them, but it's got to be yeah. a good time in between, though. Got to make it memorable. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you got to make it worth it. You know. Of course. But uh, uh, right on. Well, what's uh, what's some things to look forward to with uh, Enemy on Tape, and uh, I know you had the other project milo and the band of killers uh so so are, are there some upcoming things that 
people can look forward to as far as release goes or uh yeah yeah uh we have i promised the death beyond life society i'd be releasing a new milo and the band of killers song within like the next day and a half before the end of the month so i got most of it done i'm gonna do some vocals uh maybe later today or tomorrow and then try to kick it out uh and then enemy on tape has a new song that'll be coming out next month uh like i said both are drastically different uh milo and the band of the killer in band killers is uh more of like a snapshot of the 50s and 60s mm. and i try to record everything as if there was only four or five microphones so it's very 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 crazy stripped down uh yeah, uh, so th- the next Enemy on Tape track is going to be a little bit heavier. Um, I tend to kick off the year on heavy notes and then wind down towards the end of the year. I think like when we first started talking, it was December, and that was more of like a ballady tune <laughs> that I was promoting at the time. But uh, so yeah, we're still in the heavy phase of the first part of the year, so it'll be a spazzy crazy track that's going to be coming out so right on. next month next month so yes <clears throat> um well and i know you've got pretty much you've got a lot of your music on Bandcamp and stuff that people can just check out yeah like, yeah too, like right so yeah uh, another thing too with enemy on tape everything's free yeah so i can't really harp on not making any money because everything is free, so <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can get you can go to you can go to Bandcamp and uh, yeah. get the whole catalog for nothing if you want. Right to. on, uh, yeah. Well, I definitely want to provide the links to your uh, your work that way people can check that out, and of course, like the Stanley Kill song and everything like that in between. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll put all those links below that people can check out and start getting to know Enemy on Tape and everything uh, as well. Um, so this is part of the show where I try to bring a little bit of value. And I know we've been talking a lot about some nitty gritty stuff that, uh, that we can relate to, you know, as creators. Um, but what, what, if you have a example of maybe something or some time in your creative career where it just, you know, cause we're human things, life gets in the way. Things Stay are for hard. yourself. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> You're uh, kidding. No. It, uh, it gets tough, you know, doing what we do. And especially when we think we're not getting any sort of validation for it or whatever. So can, is there a time where you just kind of got really, really discouraged with making music or, uh, you know, not enough victims on your plate or anything like that? And you just had to get out of that and push forward to keep doing what you're doing. Yes. Uh, to answer your question. Yes. No. Uh, so. Yeah, you know, uh, as Milo, Enemy on Tape, there have definitely been times because in the beginning it was uh, just me and I had to just self-motivate myself. And, you know, you're putting out content, putting out, putting out, putting out, and it's just slowly taking off, slowly, 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 you know. Um, Prior to that, though, this is Enemy on Tape for life. I'm going to take this to the grave. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So this is, that's, one thing that has been different about my other projects is this was just like a commitment I'm doing, taking it all the way, win or lose. Uh, prior to that, though, I faced a lot more of what you're talking about. Uh, right now, I have my own studio. I don't owe anyone anything. I don't, you know, it's it's completely on my own terms. Previous 
it was not. Um, I always started off at a certain intention. It got diluted with other influences, the people around you and things like that, telling you this, telling you that. And, you, you know, you start modifying your way of thinking or how you want to create and you're trying to please certain people without losing the identity of what you're trying to do or why you're doing it. Uh, so managing influence, um, sticking around a good group of people and, uh, you know, I have a, a long journey through all of that. And really, when you come out of it all, as cliche as it sounds, produce stuff, put stuff out there. If you're a creator, make stuff. You can't call yourself a creator saying, when the situation's right, I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. You know, like the situation's technically never right because you're never going to be satisfied because you're a creator. You, you create things, you put things out. Uh, they do what they do. You try to promote and you try to push um, then it's on to the next. You can't keep looking back and go, did I do good? Did I do bad? doesn't matter. If you're a creator, find some new inspiration, create something new. Um, I feel that one of the, you can't think your way to the top. Like you can't sit there and, and come up with a formula and, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, uh, you can't follow someone else's steps. You can't read up enough on other people's success stories and then expect you to pick out the good parts and follow those and, and have some success. You can't because you're in a different position. You're a different person. It's a different time. There's different people you're going to meet. There's different people uh, involved. So if you are a creator, create. Because at some point, there will be a break. You'll get a break. I'm not saying it's going to be a big break. It could be a little break. But when the break comes and someone asks you, what have you done? Can I see your work? What was your idea? And you don't have anything because you're sitting around trying to outsmart everyone to the top. Just get in the ditches, start digging, put your nose to the grind and create. Put things out. Put things out that you like doing and you know the rest will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And that always goes back to like just, you know, that saying just start and which is true but like yeah you gotta kind of again just like stay focused on what you want to do start you know grinding and putting it all out there and and uh take the fails when they come because they will and just make it a learning experience like i I was telling somebody the other day it's like i'm still trying new things that you know i I wouldn't call a fail but they're not they didn't work as much as i thought they were going to work so it's like Mm. I just take that experience and I'm like, okay, well, how do I pivot or angle that? Uh, or what do I need to add to that to make it better for the next time around? Because that's just how it goes. I mean, doing this for seven years now, I've had tons of different projects that just didn't work or tons of different experiences and, you know, things like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, you can't, you're not going to go any, get anywhere with just thinking about everything. You gotta, you gotta start putting some stuff out there and just being, having fun with it and, and loving, loving, uh, what you try or what you're trying to create, you know? So it's, uh, it's yeah. A yeah. <laughs> another thing too is, uh, I, I always felt a little bit of like a letdown. Like when I talk to people, like if I talk to fans and other bands, depending on what scene I was, people had this predetermined idea of who I was, you know, I bet he likes this, he's playing this event. So he's got to be into that. You know, and like a lot of the time I was just an entertainer. I was showing up. I was hired to, to go perform and that's all I was doing. I wasn't really part of that scene or anything like that, you know, and 
So, like, I don't listen to a ton of music. I don't listen to a lot of music. I could talk to musicians, but if I were to sit with other musicians, I can't sit and talk shop. I can write and produce all day long. I can I can talk shop. I'm not saying like I'm, you know, it's just that I don't know. I don't keep up and I'm not like, even with horror, like I said, if you started spitting off directors or anything like that, like I'm the same way with music. Like I don't have a, 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 a go-to to where I find new music. I don't know. I just, I'll hear something. I don't even know what time era it's from. And I've always been this way. It'll stick with me. And I will just absorb as much stuff out of it that inspires me. And then it's on to the next. So, I mean, I'm not, uh, I guess, just be honest with yourself when you're creating things too. Like, know how to set the bar and who you're trying to impress. Like, if you're trying to impress a room full of people in the industry or other filmmakers, in your case, or other musicians, um, always know what your benchmark for success is and make it realistic. Set, set a lower bar of failure and success and a higher bar for like, you know, ultimate success, but never, never think ultimate success is like the bar you should be reaching for first because you're only going to let yourself down. Mm-hmm. And, no, and no one even really knows what ultimate success is. I mean, other than like a fat bank account from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, like, there's a lot of unhappy people with fat bank accounts, you know what I'm saying? I so agree. it's like so uh just just be honest with yourself, set realistic goals, set goals though. If you don't set goals, you're not gonna achieve anything, and you don't even know if you've accomplished anything. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. And everyone's success is is different, you know. Everyone, you know, like you said, fat bank accounts doesn't make you a happy person sometimes, and you gotta, yeah. I, I mean, I'm grateful for any success I've gotten so far. So even if I had to give up the cape, you know, tomorrow, it's like, well, I've got a nice little resume I left behind, you know, that I tons of stories. You yeah, got a catalog you know, of creative goods. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's definitely important to just like find your happiness with all that, and that success can be measured in many, many, many ways. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just keep going and keep creating and uh, yeah, and, and love it. So uh, cool. Well, thank you for uh, sharing. And uh, I think that's a lot of great stuff that people can take home. Yeah, if there's anything else you'd like to plug uh, or, or promote or talk about, uh, now's your chance. Uh, enemyontape.com. You can find all our links on there. It's a real simple stripped down website I made just to streamline people who are interested uh, to find us around the internet. I'd like to say thanks. Much love to the Death Beyond Life Society. You guys mean everything to me. Rachel, you rock. Rachel does rock. I'm very grateful for Rachel. And there you go. Uh, but no, that's about it, man. It was cool hanging out with you. Uh, yeah. And we'll collab on something uh, in the future. Would love to. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, would love to, man. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to uh, doing whatever... It is that you do and cooking up some. Uh, some I'm going to go work in the garden right now. <laughs> you bury some things, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, thanks for your time, Enemy on Tape. Milo from Enemy on Tape. Uh, all those links are below. If everyone wants to check out their work, check out Stanley Kills. And uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for being on the show, man. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>